Hey, listen. I'm gonna level with you. I have no idea what I'm doing. But does anybody really know what they're doing? particular podcast and I have to say it's kind of weird um sitting in my bedroom talking basically to myself and to a microphone um you know I I did a podcast with a friend um a while ago and so I'm kind of used to the back and forth nature of a podcast um but I guess I'm on my own now uh So yeah, a a little bit about me, I guess. Um, I'm not okay. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Really, no, I'm not well. Um, No, I I do have mental health struggles um, in all seriousness. Um, I've dealt with anxiety. I mean, basically from my first memory of life, I can remember being anxious so I'm 32 now, so that's a long time to suffer from anxiety. Um, I've also dealt with depression. And depression is one of those things where I feel like as, as it pertains to mental health, like either you have it or you don't, but that's not to say that just because you haven't been clinically diagnosed with depression doesn't mean that you can't go through stages of depression or stages of, um, I guess, depressive states of mind. So honestly, I'm not even really sure if I ever got officially diagnosed with depression. It's just, it gets all kind of confusing because I know I have an anxiety diagnosis. It's all over every medical chart of every doctor I go to. But yeah, like when when I have had periods in my life where I've been medicated for my anxiety, usually the medication that I'm taking is also medication that treats depression. And I don't know about you guys, I guess I just don't know a whole lot about science, but anxiety and depression are kind of opposites, I feel like, as far as your response 
your like your physiological response to things, but they're cousins. Like they they kind of go hand in hand. Chances are if you've dealt with anxiety, you've also dealt with depression and vice versa. That's not really a one size fits all. Um, nobody, nobody's going to be the gatekeeper of a mental illness around here. Um, I just, I suffer from anxiety. You might suffer from something different and that's okay. You know, I'm not here to spit out a bunch of information that's going to help you. I'm not here to replace therapy or replace counseling or replace medicine. I'm literally here because I have really been struggling specifically lately about having a purpose. Um, it's been a couple of years of a struggle at this point, this, this particular issue. Um, I've really, really been having a hard time wondering what in the world my purpose in life is. And I'm sure there are people listening that have felt exactly the same way. And you know, I'm even sitting here talking like, and I'm sure there are people listening, and I haven't even decided if I'm going to publish this yet. Like, I haven't even decided if this is going to be a public thing. Like, this might just be me speaking out loud because I don't really do that all that often. Um, I bottle things inside. That's kind of a flaw of mine. Um, because I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to bother anybody with my problems because everybody has problems. I say that sarcastically. I do mean it truthfully. I know everybody has problems. I get that. But I just, I don't want to add to anybody else's drama or suffering and burden them with, with my things. So I kind of deal with my things on my own and, and then I find myself in these holes. (laughs) that I've dug for myself. So yeah, I mean, I might not even have listeners or whatever. That's not a big deal. I'll listen to this a couple of years down the road and just be nodding my head like, yeah, yeah, I've totally felt that way. So that's a little bit about me. I, I will be honest. There have been times where I've seen like videos of people explaining other other things like OCD and ADHD and I'm like have I been misdiagnosed like my entire life um and that's another thing that I struggle with I I can take one little thing and just turn it into something wildly that it's not like for instance um, my husband and I were with our daughter and Target and it's like I don't know, it's like 6.30, so it's not late, but it's still dark outside, and my husband and I live our lives wildly differently. He is the complete opposite of me, um, personality-wise, for sure, but in a lot of other aspects, too. You know, I have my two-year-old with me. I'm on a pretty popular road um, in a city that is increasingly becoming more known for human trafficking, okay? Let's just put it that way. So, I'm constantly on guard if I'm by myself um, or if my daughter's with me. Um, Just always noticing my surroundings, picking up on people's vibes, finding a quick exit, knowing my exit routes, finding places that I can hide quickly if I need to. You know, this is how I live my life. I can't, I can't just go into Target with my family um, to go shopping and enjoy it. 
I have to have a plan. Um, and that's, that's just part of me. It's part of who I am. And I've, you know, you say you've learned to live with it, but here I am complaining about it. So have I really anyway? Um, so yeah, this, this guy is in the, the same aisle that we're on looking at birthday cards. Cause we were trying to pick out cards for a birthday party and he just starts talking to us and you gotta know I'm an introvert through and through. I try not to even look people in the eye if I'm out in public. Like I don't, I don't want to see you. I definitely don't want you to see me. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to connect with you. If our eyes happen to me, I will give you like a very, very small smile and maybe a head nod. And then I'm just going to look away. So he's like having a full blown conversation. He's asking, um, what our lat, like he's mainly talking to my husband because I ignored him after like the first sentence of, Hey, how you doing? Um, he's asking like, why are you buying a birthday card? What's your last name? Where are you from? What do you do for a living? Like all of this really, really personal information. Well, my brain's like, all right, well, this guy is trying to find everything that he can on us so that he can research us later. I'm going to be at home asleep and he's going to know my address because my husband gave him our last name which is not a very common last name in our area. So I'm like, my husband's very trusting of people. My husband is the kind of person who's like, um, sees the good in people. I do not. I think that everyone is out to get me. Nobody's good. Trust nobody. It's not the best way to live. I don't recommend it, but it's just, it is what it is. So my head's like spinning out of control. For the rest of the evening, like the whole time that we were in Target, the whole ride home, um, and then for the majority of the time when we got home and we're getting our daughter ready for bed, my brain is in is in a fight or flight mode, and I'm honestly going with both directions. I'm like, I I do have a weapon in my home. I know how to use it, and so I was getting that prepared. It's it's already set up for use, but. I had to double check it. I was like, you know, maybe I didn't because I can't, <laughs> I can't just, I can't know one thing or stick to one thing. Anyway, um, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm like, this man is going to stalk us. He's going to come here. He's going to, um, he's going to try and traffic me or traffic my daughter. I'm never going to see her again. I'm never going to see my husband again. My whole life is over. Like just from having a conversation with a stranger in Target. Okay someone asking me a simple question in Target turned into, I'm never going to see my family again. This is probably how I'm going to die. And the connection was made very quickly. Um, that's how my brain operates through everything, literally everything. I can't make a decision without overanalyzing it. I can't have a nice experience without connecting it to something in my past that was detrimental or sad. Yeah, it's important for you to know that part of my flawed and obscured mind um, takes very small instances, very small things, and just spirals. I call it spiraling. You might call it something else. If it's, it's just when you're so wrapped up in your thoughts 
that you can't stop. It's like a, it's like a runaway train. Like you can't stop it. It's, it's, it's going to go where it's going to go. Um, I've been to counseling a couple of times in my life. And, and one of the things that I learned, um, was something called grounding because my counselor said that I do this thing called mirroring and I, I bet all kinds of money that there are so many people out there that do this, but I didn't know what it was called. And truthfully, I don't even know that I'm doing it until it's already too late, but you'll kind of zone out and you'll think about one thing, like an instance, a memory, something like that, or even a made up scenario. Like I, like I made up the guy breaking into my home and stealing me. Um, and you'll, your brain is such a, it's such a powerful thing, but mirroring is when you're so hyper-focused on this one thing that your body starts to respond as if you are in that situation. So I replay mistakes that I've made in my past over and over again in my brain. I'm talking big mistakes. Um, I mean, I do the little ones too. So I'll replay these scenarios in my brain and my body responds as if I'm there. So I'll start breathing heavily, hyperventilating, getting the chills. Um, not, and I don't even, it's like my body's in the room, but I'm not there. Sarah checked out a while ago. Sarah's in 2009 thinking about this really dumb thing that she did. Um, and she's about to have a panic attack because her brain is convincing her that she's back there going through that same thing. Um, so my counselor said that, that I do that. And I, ever since she told me that, I realized I do that a lot. Um, so she taught me about grounding. I had a ring that I would wear. Um, it said hope on it. Um, and I would have to catch myself. I would either have to feel like I was about to do that, or if I noticed I was doing it, um, I would just reach over and start rubbing that ring. Just doing something physical in the now moment brought me back to what's actually happening. No, Sarah, you are, you are not there. You are not being stupid. You are not being immature. Nobody is, um... Nobody's trying to hurt you. Nobody's trying to get you. You're good. Just keep, you know, doing something in the present that keeps you where you are. Um, so if you've never heard about grounding, it doesn't have to be a ring. I mean, you can just use your pants leg or something and just rub your knee or something. I don't know. Um, grounding can be helpful with a lot of things. It just It just kind of keeps your brain in the now instead of overplaying what has already happened and instead of over worrying about what might happen later. So I feel like I've talked a lot and I've gone nowhere. So anyway, um, let me, let me kind of say what this is for. So I, I did tell, um, that this was about me struggling to find purpose in my life and, my husband suggested that I start a solo podcast. And yeah, maybe it's for myself at first, but maybe it will be for someone else later because 
Um, my pastor has said multiple times, and a lot of people in my church have said this, that the things that you go through are not meant for just you. So far be it for me to keep all of this stuff to myself if it's going to help someone else work through either the same thing or something similar. So if you are listening to this and I decided to put it out to the world, I really hope that something I say in an episode is helpful. I don't know how specific I'm going to get yet. I do know that I want to give maybe helpful tips, but I also want to do stuff like shower thoughts. Like, I don't know if you guys know what those are, but it's like just random, random thoughts that just pop in your head, like fingernails. I know, you know, your fingernail grows from your cuticle, but like, is there just like a scroll of fingernail (laughs) behind my cuticle and it just rolls out as it grows? Um, I know that's not accurate, but you know, you think about stuff like that. So shower thoughts. Um, I thought about doing like top 10 things just to have some kind of humor involved. Um, I'd also like to look at how mental health is portrayed in, in media, like in TV and movies, kind of maybe watch a couple of scenes and kind of go into, is this portrayed how it really is or is this a Hollywood version of, of mental health? struggles. And I don't know. I don't really know what this is going to become. I do know that I spent a lot of time on my intro music and the voiceover that goes with it and on my logo. So if nothing else, I have found a creative outlet. If nothing else, I just talked for a very long time to myself just to get things off my chest. And I know that's so important, but it honestly is so hard to do. Um, It really is. It really is hard to just talk about things. But maybe it'll get easier. I don't know. Anyway, I feel like that's enough for a first episode. I'm really sorry that did not go anywhere. Um, But grounding, maybe try that if you're struggling in that area. Um, to all of my other friends out there that struggle with anxiety, they know it's not easy, but you can do it. Take it one day at a time for all my friends who struggle with any other type of mental health, um, diagnoses or struggles or issues or just having an off day, like you're gonna, you're gonna be okay. I know it doesn't feel like it, and I know it's not helpful to hear someone say that, but I really do believe that you're going to be okay. And thanks for sticking around uh, through the end of this episode. (laughs) Um, Hopefully you'll come back. I'm going to sit here and edit the episode, and I'm going to overanalyze it, try and make it perfect, and then sit on it for like a month before I decide to do anything with it. It's fine. Um, I'm gonna get there. I'm growing. But, um, for now, you know, my mind is still flawed and obscure. And I guess for now, I'm okay with that. (laughs) 